All this hey, we really need to, we need to do like an, a, 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 what do you call it? An outtakes video. Oh, but you're saying. Right, you, you're mucking around with your hair. I'm putting on lipstick. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. Anyway. We need, we need a counting and a clapperboard. That would be fun. I've done a bit of stuff. Uh, oh, I think, I don't know if I've ever told our listeners. I've been on a couple of commercials and a couple of, in a couple of movies. When I lived in far north Queensland, there's a lot of filming up there because of the beautiful scenery. And the clapperboard's actually really flipping loud when it's mm. in front of your face. It's quite startling. It's <laughs> all of your acting ability not to be startled by the clapperboard as they clap it in front of your face. I'm sure they've got a digital version now and it's totally different because I am, you know, of a certain vintage that means I had the proper old-fashioned clapperboard. You are a bit vintaged. I am. Anyway. Warwick. Nicole. What is a pirate's favorite type of content? Ooh, we could create a bit of content, but I have no idea. A webinar. G'day, I'm Woz. And I'm Nick, sometimes Coxie, mostly Nick. This is the Tradies in Business podcast, and we're here to share a bunch of tips, ideas, tactics that you can put in place to get change happening in your trade business right now. If you're really lucky, we're going to entertain you with a few mum jokes, and more importantly, a bunch of fantastic guests that will educate you in all things you need to know about trade business, but we do promise to do it with a whole bunch of fun along the way. I'm a self-confessed idiot, so strap yourself in and enjoy another episode. That joke was funny the first time you did it, and I reckon it was funnier the second time because you you nailed it. Like you went just up a notch. You just took it up just a notch for the second delivery. It's not often that I get you to proper laugh, but today you did. You, you I think anytime you make a fool of yourself, I'm bound to laugh at you. Two of my children all enjoy a good laugh at my expense. Uh, so here comes the segue, listeners. Just going to come right out and be honest and authentic about the fact that there's a segue and I'm jumping on it and I'm giving that baby a... Well, you don't twist a throttle on a segue, do you? You just lean. Oh, I've push. actually done a segue tour. It was a lot of fun. I took all of the children on. I said, well, this is many years ago when there were children. Now they're all adults. And I can't quite remember whether I'm you... sure you just lean forward or forward. you push the column forward or something well i don't you don't see segways anymore because everybody's got electric scooters instead yeah didn't that fad go away mm. i bet the segway manufacturers are crying into their big rubber tires anyway so the segway is to do with webinars and content <laughs> and today we're talking marketing <laughs> I think but I need not... to throw a challenge to our marketing team to put little parrots on our shoulders and patches across our <laughs> eyes. Video. Oh, there's a spot just here where one would fit. Look at that. Look, I could pat Polly on the head. <laughs> uh, so marketing, but we're not just talking about, oh, how to do marketing and marketing for tradies and how to get more business and all the usual stuff, which is all very valid and uh, has been talked about a fair bit. So yes. we're not going to put you to sleep today. We're going to talk about burnout. And business yeah. owner burnout, Bob. Bob, the business owner, not Bob business the business owner burnout. Mm. There's I a lot of a acronym and a bit of alliteration. I do. I this is an interesting concept when you flagged it this morning. Well, it's not interesting concept. We see it all the time, but I don't think we've spoken about it in this way on the podcast before. And I think it might surprise a few people when we start to unpack 
how the two can be related for many business owners. Mm. And we have spoken to quite a few people of late that have been attracting either the wrong kind of jobs or the wrong kind of people as clients that is leading to their problem of burnout. And for some of our wider community, that's quite a broad problem. It's quite an issue when we reach burnout and we're not able to function the way we should be functioning. For some of us, we are high functioning in burnout and so we manage to plot our way through, but we're not at our best. And so we still are influencing some of the results we probably don't want to receive and all of it could be changed through some marketing. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's 2024 as this goes to air. It's been a pretty wild three or four years, well, probably four years really, mm. coming out of 2019. I think a lot of people were feeling pretty cool and, uh, you know, there was nothing especially dramatic or bad or anything about 2019 um, and 2020 was just going to be a, an, a slightly better year than the previous year, you know, new year, new you, all that sort of stuff, just the usual business as usual. And then bam, COVID. Yeah. Uh, and then bam, lockdowns and then bam, inflation and bam, interest rate rises. And it's just been seemingly one thing after another, yeah. uh, particularly in the trades. Uh, they've, they've, probably copped it, I think, worse than some sectors Yep. Uh, with all material price increases and all the government money that got chucked at housing and all the nasty stuff that that ended up creating. And and I think because of COVID as well, customers have become much more demanding, less patient, very price focused. Uh, so you might as well just shut up shop and go work for Bunnings because that all sounds really terrible. You've certainly painted a picture. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. You know, great opportunities for everybody. Uh, but I think the 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 thing with that, Nick, and the reason I, sorry, people, if I've just triggered a whole bunch of PTSD for you listening <laughs> to this, but the last four years has been really shit. And it's led to a lot of people feeling very tired, very worn out, burned out, probably just running on fumes. Um, and so... There's a, there's a whole bunch of tradie business owners who are like, man, how do I catch a break? How do I, how do I deal with this burnout? You know, mental health is suffering, physical health, relationships, cranky at the kids. We've stopped doing stuff for ourselves. And so for us to come on here and say, you know what? You can fix most of that with marketing. That sounds a bit dumb. <laughs> it's counterintuitive, but it's a bit of a paradox. So uh, we're going to unpack that now, as Coxie said. I'm finished setting the scene and making you feel bad. And Nick's going to, have you got your horse ready, Nick? I'm ready. You're, you're riding in on your white horse. I am. going to rescue everybody. <laughs> oh, like a knight in shiny armor. I was just thinking about the fact that because of what we saw through COVID as well, and we had that real boom, we got to the mid last year. And for some people, it was starting to peter away. And so we were just... I don't know, throwing the big blanket of marketing out there, marketing in air quotes, if you're listening rather than watching. And it wasn't necessarily, or it hasn't necessarily served many of our business owners well. And what's happened is so many of them have found themselves in a position that they have this shit coming in the door, quite frankly. They've just got low quality leads. They're not the kind of people that they're normally working with. They're 
are very demanding or, or they're just very cranky and so they're very hard to navigate or it's the wrong kind of work. You know, we're getting lots and lots of little rats and mice type work that you and I talk about all the time. And so we're now sort of the beginning of 2024. Interestingly, this must be hitting lots of other markets, not only ours, because I've never seen so many influencers talking about planning as I have this year Mm. and planning for change so that you end up in a different position in 2025 than you did at the beginning of 2024. And so I guess that's, that's what we'd like to talk about today. You have an opportunity to plan your marketing to give you the result you would like to have. There's a couple of really simple things that you can do and you can find all of this stuff on the internet. Yes, we can help you do it if you feel like you need some assistance and you can absolutely do it on your own. There's a couple of things that you need to do to help you identify who the right person is or what Mm. the right kind of jobs are. And that's going to help you then unlock the understanding of where to from here because it's a bit of you need to follow the steps A to B to C to D to get the results because if you don't do it with consideration and thought to the best of your ability, you're not a marketer. You've just got to do it knowing what you know about the people that you usually serve that's enough for you to start to change those results. And it all begins with identifying who you want to work for. So fancy people will call it a client avatar. Working through a client avatar questionnaire is generally enough for you to identify who it is that you want to work for. But you can make it even more simple if you like while you listen to this and think about in the past 12 months or longer, who were your favorite clients? They were easy to work for. It was the kind of work you enjoyed doing. They paid on time. They didn't complain a whole bunch. Who were they? What do they look like? How old are they? What kind of work do they do? Do they have a family? What kind of area do they live in? What kind of job were they looking for you to complete? What kind of result or solution was it bringing for them as a homeowner? That's the kind of stuff that you need to identify and you can just jot it down and it starts to build you a picture of who your Mr. and Mrs. Jones are. It might be Mrs. and Mrs. Jones or Mr. and Mr. Jones. Who knows? doesn't matter. We need to figure out who that is for your business. And so just making those notes, it's a 10, 15, 20 minute exercise for you to make some notes about who that target client is. Who is it that you want to really show up and serve in your business? Because in doing so, then we can move through to the marketing piece begin working to attract them. So we're not doing the rats and mice jobs or we're working for clients that don't pay on time and whinge and moan and groan and make our lives really difficult. But we can't do that if we don't understand who it is that we're trying to talk to in our marketing. So if you've enjoyed this episode, leave us... No. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a uh, Kraken summary, Coxie. I I don't want to talk about the problem too much and if we understand the problem well enough, then the solution becomes much simpler to identify and implement. When when you as a tradie don't have clarity about who your ideal client is, your avatar is, whatever language you want to use, and you don't have a plan in place for attracting more of them and uh, bringing more of them on as clients, that often leads to you saying yes to anything. Mm-hmm. And we spoke to one of our tradiepreneurs in, in his and his wife's session this week uh, about exactly that. He's busy. He's got heaps of work on. Normally, that's a great metric. And so something else to think about as you listen to this, uh, if you are feeling a bit of burnout or if you're just a bit tired or you're tired of dealing with particular kind of clients, 
have think about how are you measuring some of these things? What's your metric for marketing results in your business and also how well your business is serving you? Is it just that you're busy? If your metric is, oh, we're really busy right now and that's that's a big green tick, I want you to rethink that. Because mm. just being busy and just having lots of work on doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting the results that you want and that your business is serving you. So you need to be busy in inverted commas. I didn't do the air quotes if you're just listening and not watching uh, <laughs> with my fingers. But are you busy with a particular type of client, with a particular type of job that's more profitable? Or are you, as Coxie said, doing rats and mice work? So you could still be busy and you could look at two tradies, you know, tradie A and tradie B. They're both working 50 hours a week on the tools. They're both racing around busy. They're both, you know, running from one job to the other. They've got stacks of inquiries coming in. One of them could be happy as Larry, plenty of money coming in, paying himself and his family a, a fat wage. And the other one could be miserable, burned out over it and ready to go work for Bunnings. There's no bank, no bank in the money, no <laughs> money in the bank. <laughs> oh man, there's no money in the bank. Uh, and they're both working the same hours in the week. They're both busy. Phones ringing for both of them. So this is how marketing can fix your burnout and your fatigue issues is by changing the mix of who you're working with. You know, are you running around doing crappy little maintenance jobs for people who complain about it afterwards anyway and then don't pay their bills on time? Or are you running around doing awesome work for great clients who are like, don't care, was just come and do it. We loved your quote. Uh, whenever you're ready, just do it. We'll pay you. Mm. I I can feel there's kind of an elephant in the room that we haven't spoken about just yet. And I wonder if our listeners have identified it yet. Maybe they haven't. And I feel this fear is the thing that holds people back from working through this exercise. Yep. And I, it's, it's the fear of saying no. Yep. Because when we go through this exercise and we identify clearly who it is that we really want to work with, we have to say no to the other people. And that's really hard, specifically for tradies. I have still not yet met a tradie, even the concreters, if you're listening, who didn't go into the trades because they didn't want to help people. They're all there because they're great at helping. They're all there because they can practically do something to solve a problem for someone. And that brings them a lot of self-satisfaction and pride. And so therefore saying no can be really challenging for them. They don't want to do that. They don't know how, and they don't want to have to do it because it leads to sometimes an uncomfortable conversation. But we spoke yesterday about the opportunity cost mm. of saying yes to the rats and mice work for this particular client. Actually, there were two that we spoke to about this yesterday in one form or another. The opportunity cost. So what what opportunities are they saying no to without actually even saying no by saying yes to the crappy little work? And the crappy little work where they weren't getting paid properly and they weren't they were having to go back and do bits and pieces because people weren't understanding of the terms and conditions and how it should have been set out. That meant that they then weren't available to do their bigger ticket stuff that they actually really wanted to do because they were so busy they were booked out for three months. And so because they were booked out for three months, they were practically saying no to the bigger ticket work because those people didn't want to wait for three months. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage you, if you're feeling a little bit squirmy about the fact this might mean that you have to say no 
to some people to have a look at what you're losing or the opportunities that you're losing by not being able to say no to the kind of work that isn't serving you. It's not serving your profit margin. It's not serving your family. It's not serving you personally. It's contributing to burnout and all the other not so pleasant things we spoke about at the beginning simply by not saying no. And a lot of that can be done for you with your marketing. Yeah. When we get clear, often you don't have to say no because your marketing isn't going to appeal to those people anyway. It's going yeah. to reduce the amount of times you get in that position. Yeah, you don't have to say no. And I think this is where a lot of people um, get caught with that fear, Nick, is they think that they have to start by saying no to the work that's coming in currently, the rats and mice. Yep. I have to start with no to the rats and mice, then create this wasteland and desert where there's no work for two or three months while we go through this transition period to start bringing in better customers. Stop mm. that thinking. Not It's not how it needs to happen. That's mm. how some people go about it. That's the picture and the story you've created in your mind about how this is going to roll out. And that is not actually necessarily true. It could be if that's what you mm. focus on. You could also just start saying yes to better jobs, which blocks out the opportunity to work with the shitty jobs. Yep. And so you end up saying no to the others simply by saying yes to the better ones. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like anything, and we've been talking about this for almost 10 years now here in the yeah. podcast. Uh, more than 600 episodes, a lot of what we talk about is about how you think about things, how you look at things. A lot of people like to hang shit on the whole woo-woo and you and I even even a bit tongue-in-cheek talk about the fluffy stuff and the woo-woo and the headspace. And I should make a public commitment now, Nick, in my 16th year of, of coaching and mentoring that I stopped doing that because the reality is we could put all of the systems and processes and scripts and everything in place in our businesses and still not get the results if we don't change our thinking. And some of that's our language as well. So if you think that you're going to have to say no to work and have this big gap, then you're not going to get anywhere with this. And that's what you're going to be stuck with because you'll mm. be stuck with the fear around that. If you change your thinking, go, okay, well, what if I said yes to more mountain biking trips and that means I'm busy with those. So then I can't say yes to my mother-in-law when she says you have to come here for the weekend. It's like, ah, oh, I've booked another mountain biking trip already. Gosh, gee darn. Uh, my mother-in-law lives two and a half thousand Ks away, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, <laughs> but if you make yourself busy with the right class of clients, mm. you can't be busy with the wrong ones. That's kind of what I'm driving at here. Love it. The other thing that I would encourage our listeners to do, Nick, in terms of some some specific actions that you can take around this uh, as you listen to this episode is do a simple little exercise uh, off the back of that whole avatar thing of categorizing your current clients just to give you a bit of a sense of, okay, where are we at? Are we working with rats and mice? You know, Nick and Moz said I'm working with rats and mice, but I don't, I don't know. You know, real estate work is so good working for property managers. I mean, it's such great work and they pay on time and I'm trying to be facetious. Uh, <laughs> categorize your current clients or the last six months worth into A, B, C, or D. A's are those avatars that Coxie was talking about. They're those awesome clients that you can think of and identify by name. It's like, oh my gosh, 
that that was guy i want more of him he was just so awesome to work for he was not nitpicky he didn't screw me on price he paid me on time etc cetera, etc cetera. i want more of them bees no they're pretty good clients uh they're not awesome they didn't give you referrals or uh you know repeat work but they're pretty good clients c's they're those hassle clients that you know they all they got two other quotes and you got the work and you went and did the job but then they wanted to change things and they queried the variations they eventually paid a month late they're the c's and the d's the d's are the ones that you just know you should have run in the other direction as soon as you <laughs> answered the phone we've all got those <laughs> so do a quick categorization on your clients uh, over the last few months just think about are you mostly a's and b's or do you have a big crop of C's and D's? And that should be some guidance for you as to whether you need to actually do some more work in this area and whether marketing could actually fix your burnout issues. It's an interesting way to look at the topic of marketing today, something a bit different for you to think about. And I, I really encourage you to do the two exercises and then think about this in terms of the opportunity cost. What is the lack of opportunity or the opportunity you are saying yes to actually costing you, your business and your family? It's a great way for you to start to motivate yourself to say yes to the right kind of work. Therefore, you can't say yes to the wrong kind of work. There is one other tool. This is like the most jam-packed episode ever. Ever. There's another tool for those of you that really struggle with saying no. You don't have to say no. You can say yes and Mm. Yes, I can absolutely do that quote for you. I can fit you in in three weeks' time or two months' time or six months' time. Whatever fits for you that you know that they're going to say no to because then it's their choice to say no, not yours. Makes it really easy for you to say no without saying that little tiny two-letter word that so many of us struggle with. If you have got some brain bombs out of today and you're thinking, whoa, I need to go do some work on this and you feel like you'd like some more support, guess what? Coxie and I do this for a living. We actually get paid to do this with clients <laughs> we do. as well as the podcast here. So uh, if 2024 is your year or you want to make it your year for you and your business and your family, then uh, head on over to the website, tradiesinbusiness.com.au. There's some free training on there. There's downloads and stuff you can grab. Uh, we want to help you actually make 2024 your year. Uh, we've got a bunch of tools to do it. Better than that, we've got a, we've got an awesome community that mm. uh, raise each other up. We have a community of tradies in business who are literally just lifting each other up, giving, giving uh, their fellow tradie business owner a leg up on the ladder. Um, so head over to the website. You'll find some free training and stuff on there. Our events are on there. There's information about our program, our course. We've got a crash course in tradie business essentials that you can uh, sign up for as well. Uh, so go and get whatever level of support is right for you. And uh, we hope to see you uh, in a higher level within our, our community at some stage throughout the year. Thanks for listening. Hey, Ru. 